0: Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be back with today's guests, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We wanna thank Violet Defense for their sponsorship of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to their website at violetdefense.com for more information. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Once again, go to VioletDefense.com for more information. We also wanna thank Sideline Interactive, We've got a Sideline Interactive video scoring table in our gym, and it is fantastic. You really need to check them out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. Find out exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen boards and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit VitalSignsWallOfFame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute Give them a call at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at com. We also want to thank Huddle. At Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams and their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete platform for performance. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. We've got a Huddle Focus camera in our gym and it is fantastic. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, including club and youth teams, high schools, colleges, and even professional teams are using Huddle. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and of course, the college and university coaches for the teams you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to learn more about Huddle and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to their website at Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, We Power Sports. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for their support of the Educational AD Podcast by sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the show. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Remember, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more at hometownticketing.com. And check us out every other Wednesday for What's Up with Upchurch as Hometown Ticketing's Jessica Upchurch shares tips and tricks for Hometown Ticketing users. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We have a very cool guest today, Jesse Cole. He is the owner of the Savannah Bananas minor league baseball team. He's also a best-selling author, Find Your Yellow Tux. Uh, for the podcast listeners, you don't get to see this until we upload to YouTube, but uh, he's wearing that yellow tux. Uh, he's also host of his own very successful podcast, Business Done Differently. Jesse Cole, thanks so much for being on the podcast.
1: Uh, fired up to be with you today. That's fun. Awesome. Uh
0: Well, I, I thought you'd be a great fit for our listeners who are mostly athletic directors because they struggle with promotion and putting fans in the seats and keeping things fresh. So let's go and get started. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, sports background, and how you ended up owning a baseball team. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Took on an outrageous amount of debt. That's how you own a baseball team. I mean, my wife and I went from zero debt to $1.8 million in debt. But now the, the full story is uh, I grew a big baseball guy, uh, played baseball up in Massachusetts. Fortunate to get a college scholarship to play D1 baseball down at Wofford College in South Carolina. I uh, was talking to pro teams, and then my senior year tore my shoulder. That ended my career. And it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because fortunately that brought me into uh, coaching for a year. And then I realized coaching wasn't for me but going in the front office was for me. So I took over a small team in Gastonia, North Carolina, $268 in the bank account that first day, 200 fans coming to the game and the team was failing over $150,000 in losses. And fortunately 10 years, I got to experiment there and dancing players and grandma beauty pageants and salute to underwear nights. We tried it all. And that team ended up going as high as fourth in the country in attendance. I ended up buying that team met, uh, the girl of my dreams who uh, joined me and we got married and we went into Savannah, Georgia. And that's where really it really took off. But not at first. We sold only two tickets in our first three months in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, my wife and I had to sell our house, empty out our savings account. We were sleeping on an airbed. Uh, that was just six years ago. And now fast forward, uh, we've sold out every single game. We have a wait list for tickets over 12,000. And uh, now we're taking the show all over the world. And uh, its I pinch myself what's happened. So we've learned a lot over the last 15 years in the industry.
0: Uh, I encourage you know, again, listeners, to go to the Savannah Bananas website and just a, a very, uh, you know, quick uh, listing of some of the different promotions that they do. Uh, you know, maybe not all of them are, would fit for a high school program, but I, I guarantee there's something there that would be kind of exciting. Um, Jesse, we're going to do a deeper dive into some of those promotional things, but first, in our profession, we talk about the importance of leadership and particularly mentorship. So who are some of your mentors? You know, maybe, you know, coaches or family members that you had growing up or even people that you've worked with or worked for. Uh, Who's helped get you to where you're at now?
1: Well, I have them all here in my office. So I've got my two biggest mentors. I got a a custom uh, photo of Walt Disney, and it says Vision. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. And then I have one of P.T. Barnum, Showmanship. Without promotion, something terrible happens, nothing. And those are my two biggest mentors. And my biggest hero is by far my father. And so I grew up as an only child. My father raised me. And when I was a kid, he used to come up to the plate as a t-baller. Uh, my dad would say, Jess, swing hard in case you hit it. And every time I came up, he would say, swing hard in case you hit it. And I think my dad has helped lead me to swing as hard as I can for the last, geez, 40 years and and, and really make an impact. So those three have led me in everything I do.
0: Uh, you know, very cool. You know, and again, I, I love that uh, PT Barnum quote, you know, no question about it, you know, do something. Um, let's go and do that deep dive into some of the things that you uh, have done so successfully in promoting your program uh, for high school ADs. You know, they're competing for the kids and oftentimes their parents because the kids don't drive Um, in putting those seats in the stands, whether it's the Friday night football game or, you know, a swim meet, you know, what are some things that you have learned about promotion and maybe about fan service that can help a high school athletic director?
1: Well, yeah, and I was there. I mean, we had a, a college summer baseball team in Gastonia, North Carolina, that was one of the worst teams in the entire country. 200 fans a game, you know, no one was coming, no one cared. I remember my first day, I called 10 people in the community, business leaders, owners. And I said, we'd love to team up. I'm the new GM. I'd love to come by. Seven people never heard of the team. The team had been there seven years. Two people said they'd never worked with us. And one person hung up on me. And that was my first day. So that really forced me to ask important questions. If you want better answers in business and life, you got to ask better questions. So the question I started asking is, what makes us different? Why should someone come out? What can we be the best at? What game are we playing? I started asking all those questions and I realized really quickly that we'll never be the best baseball team for college summer baseball. And I realized very quickly that nothing right now makes us different. We're like everyone else. We're a me too. And so when I asked those questions, I started to think, what would PT Barnum do? What would Walt Disney do? And I asked the question, what business are we in? But what business are we really in? And so a lot of athletic directors, they have huge challenges, a lot of adversity. As you know, as much as anyone, you're dealing with so many different things. Getting people to come out to the sporting events is never number one priority. There's always so many other things that people are working on. And for me, I got very crystal clear on we have to be different and get people to come out. And so what we did was we started putting ourselves in our fan shoes. And I think a lot of athletic directors, if you don't have a personal interest in baseball, volleyball, basketball, football, why would you come out to a game? What would make you come out to? Athletic drivers, no, we'll get the families, we'll get the friends, we'll get some of the students, et cetera. Right. Think outside the bubble. If I focused just on baseball fans, we'd be out of business. And so we started to ask the question, what would make people want to come? What would make me want to go through to a, a soccer game or a football game where I don't care who wins? And then you can start to design an experience that's a little different. Is it easy? Nope. It's a lot of work, but is it worth it? You better believe it. Yeah,
0: uh, and it's so true. I see so many similarities between, you know, your market and, and the people you're trying to come and get to come out to your games and the typical high school uh, AD. Um, you and I talked very briefly before we came on about, um, you know, the makeup of your team, um, you know, college players that have been drafted. Uh, um, what were some of the challenges that you you and your organization experienced last year uh, that all the minor league clubs experienced related to COVID, and, and how have you, you know, tried to bounce back from that?
1: Well, how you view things is how you do things. And I think a lot of people in the live entertainment sportsmen said COVID was devastating. And it was for a lot of people. For us, constraints foster creativity. So as soon as COVID happened, and we had to send everybody home, We said, well, what's our mission, guys? What's the name of our company? Fans First Entertainment. What's our mission? Fans First, entertain always. That final two words, entertain always. A lot of people would say, we can't play games. How are we going to entertain our fans? I said, this is the best opportunity to create more fans. So, during COVID, we just came up with ideas and ideas and ideas. No one was just selling merchandise. No one was food and Bev. No one was operations. We were all performers and entertainers for our, our fans. So what does that consist of? We did music videos like Dancing with Myself by Billy Idol. We filmed it at our house. We did uh, we did cooking with the bananas, live cooking events where we actually went Facebook Live at our house, our whole staff cooking different food items, which were not good cooks, but it was something to do. We did live music trivia. We did coloring books for kids. We had our, our fans go on a music video. We built fans. And so when we were able to play in 2020, which we were able to play in a very small audience, they came out. We had to turn away 50,000 people who bought tickets, but we had a wait list that kept growing and kept growing and kept growing. And I bet we were probably one of the only teams in the country that was profitable in 2020. And it was because we built fans. So how you view things is how you do things. So I think for us, we're always trying to eliminate the friction of our fans, whatever it is. That's why every ball every game in our uh, Savannah, it's all you cl- all you can eat. All your hot dogs, hamburgers, chips, soda, Uh, popcorn, dessert, everything for $20. No ticket fees, no convenient fees, no parking fees, no program fees. When you buy merchandise from us, there's no shipping fees ever. We give you free koozie, free decal, custom yellow box, uh, delivered a fresh stamp with a banana on it. I mean, we go all out. And so if I'm an athletic director, I'd ask the question, not how do we get more people in the seats, not how do we drive more revenue or drive more sales? How do you create more fans? Ask that question. Have more meetings about that. And when we get together, we ask, how do we create more fans? We come up with these ideas that do things that are dramatically different because we're not focused on revenue. It's why we have no advertising at our stadium. We're the only team dumb enough not to have advertising all over our stadium because we're not focused on the revenue. We're focused on our fans. And now our fans sign the wall. We have all of our fans signing our wall. And because of that, our merchandise is a seven-figure business growing 300% every single month. What would make fans in that community buy your merchandise, buy the volleyball shirt, buy the soccer shirt, buy the football shirt, not just buy it because their daughter goes to school there, or because they went to school there, because they are a diehard fan of what the school stands for and how they create fans. That's how you drive a business and you drive, drive fans.
0: Wow, you, you really... Uh... You know made me think about a, a couple of different things i have got to ask the question i know you probably don't have this stuff at your fingertips but uh i saw on your website uh the all-inclusive comment you know the admission and and all you can eat uh food how um i mean i know you said you don't focus on the revenues but uh are you within a safe profit margin with with what you're doing there obviously i think you're being successful but uh uh, would that transfer to a high school, you think?
1: 1,000%. 1,000%. Here's why. And I'll tell you the numbers. I'm not, I'm not afraid to share. We're, I share everything. All right. When we first started, our first year it was $15. And that was you know, six, seven years ago now. It's $20 now. And just because the demand is so high, and we keep adding more value to our games and our experience, but we didn't know what the cost would be. We just said, as a fan, would all your burgers, all your hot dogs, all your chicken sandwich, all your soda, all your water, all your popcorn, all your cookies, would that be a good deal at $15? And we are like, heck yeah, that would be a good deal. So we did it. First night, people waited three hours for food. We went through 10,000 pieces of meat in an hour. It was ridiculous. People would grab three burgers at once, two chicken sandwiches at once. So then we moved all the drinks to be in the front. So people would get, fill their hand with a drink. So then they couldn't grab all the burgers and hot dogs. Then we had different stations and stanchions. So it wasn't like, just try to grab as much as you can at once. (laughs) What do you think our cost is per person? And now we have premium Angus burgers, all beef. You know, we, you know, we do the the real, the real deal, hot dogs, grilled chicken sandwich. We're not, and it's all night long. Not, not just when you first get in the first hour, it's all that, what do you think our cost is?
0: Oh my God. Don't put me on the spot like that. (laughs)
1: $4 and 50 cents a person. Wow. How many, how many burgers and hot dogs and chicken sandwiches can you eat in the middle of a summer in Savannah, Georgia without getting sick? But the reality is that the lesson isn't because, Oh, we're making a great margin. The lesson is create a product and experience where your customers feel like they're taking advantage of you. What if what if every fan felt like they were coming to a game and they're like I can't believe I get it at this deal. And that's not discount. We actually raised our prices, but we added a bigger value. And so mm-hmm. the value is either in the show, the experience, the offerings, the food, the bev, the more, there's all their opportunities add value, don't discount. Discounting is the tax you pay for being average.
0: You know, I've heard that so many times, I think it finally just kicked in. And of course, I'm retired now. So I'm not doing it. But, you know, the value versus cost, don't worry about the cost, worry about the value. Wow. 100%. Great, great stuff. Um, Jesse, one of the things that we like to do with this podcast, and you've already, gosh, hit it out of the park, is this idea of providing best practices. So um, the concession, the, the all in price, I, I think that you know, I, I can probably stop doing podcasts now and just live off that. Um, what are some other best practices that you have come up with over the years from the promotional fan experience, fan value perspective that you think would transfer very easily to a high school AD's uh, role?
1: So again, I can talk just for what 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 we've seen and what, what we've done. The reality is... Um, A, I think vision needs to be discussed. You know, we have, you can look at our vision on our website, the 2025 vision. You know, we're turning our ballpark into banana land. We're going to be playing 24-7, 365. Mm -hmm. We're going to have zip lines across the field and trains and the speakeasies and you name it. It's going to be wild. And we're going to play year round, uh, 24-7, 365. We inspire people with our vision. Um, I think athletic directors need to be more vocal on the vision that they have for the, 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 the school and the athletic program. You know, I remember when Davos Sweeney took over as interim coach and all the board of directors said to him, he uh, said, you know, we really want Clemson to be like a program like Georgia, like Florida. And he goes, with all due respect, I want them to want to be like us. And he had this vision of what Clemson was going to be. And boy, that's panned out pretty well for him. So it starts with a vision. The next thing I think you, you have to map the experience and look at really what you're working with. I call it a mirror moment. And you got to look in the mirror and say, stop looking at all the problems and the challenges. And, you know, you're in a small market, you're competing against this, you're competing against that. Look at what are the problems in your industry and look at yourself and how you're going to fix that based on the frustrations and the friction points of your current customers, your current fans. For us, very simple. The biggest frustration, yes, food and bev and Nick and nickel and done. The biggest frustration is baseball is too long, too slow, too boring. And and you watch what's happened in Major League Baseball and the attendance over the last 10 years. And you watch that the games are getting longer every single, and you watch viewership is going down and the average baseball fan is over 60. It's proving to be true. And the fact that, you know, us, Little Savannah Bananas, and who were sleeping on an air bed, my wife and I six years ago, down to our last dollar, now have 250,000 more followers than every Major League Baseball team on TikTok says that the young audience wants something fun, wants something unique, wants something different. So to answer your question you got to start with all the friction points if you want to create raving fans write down all the friction points on the experience in the industry of coming to a sporting event game if that's what we're attacking. All right, Um, you know the seating it's just metal bleachers there's not a lot of seats. Um, It's very boring the pregame there's nothing there's not even music being played they're just warming up, and then you have the game and it's really slow it's not the greatest baseball not the greatest talent, it's just a game. then you start writing down all those friction points i still go to minor league games the highest minor league teams in the country the best ones in the country and i'm bored for the most of the game because there's no music playing there's just it's nothing there's no promotions no internet we have 55 pre-game promotions 55 we have a march to lead out before the game starts we have weigh-ins between the two teams it's ridiculous like ufc we have parades we do four brand new promotions every single night that we've never done in front of a live crowd i'd ask these athletic directors How much are you empowering the promotions team, the coaches uh, to do new things and try new things? Do you have a DJ at your baseball games? You know, what type of entertainment? Are you throwing things out in the crowd? Are you doing things that are fun and empower them to try things? Because you never know one thing might work. And so we do 200 brand new promotions a season and about 170 of them don't work at all. The living pinata was a disaster. That's a whole nother story. The horse head race, uh, the banana split promotion, a lot of these didn't work that well. Um, But the ones that do are magic. And so that's what we do. So, you know, I say you want to create raving fans. You start eliminating friction. You start entertaining always. You empower action on your team. And you have to experiment. That's four E's there. I gave you four there. But that's that's what we try to do.
0: Eliminate the friction. I I love that. Um, Not being a baseball guy growing up, uh, I had to you know, learn to appreciate um, those positive aspects of baseball, but I'm right there with yeah. you um, for our listeners. I have the benefit of looking over uh, Jesse's shoulder and you have some banana ball rules there. <laughs> Would you mind just very quickly going through each of those for our listeners and, and maybe, you know, the, the sure. why and, and the how of what you do now, because I, I think they are, key to what you mentioned, some of the challenges with baseball and really any other sport. So what are the banana ball rules? Sure. Let's,
1: let's stay on the theme here, eliminating friction. So the reason why we have no ticket fees, no convenient fees, no uh, shipping fees, the reason why we have all-inclusive tickets. We've been attacking everything around the game for many years. The fun, making it not long, not, not slow, not you know, making it more entertaining. But we hadn't attacked the baseball game. Until three years ago, we started doing some test games behind closed doors at colleges and saying, what if? And what a great, well, you know, athletic trainers, what if they got their staff and asked what if? You know, what a great question to ask. And we said, well, what if games were faster? What if it wasn't the same rules? What kind of rules could we create? And so we started messing with these rules and said, what if all baseball games were two hours? I said, all right, what if every inning counted? In the sense that, you know, if a team scores seven runs in the first inning, the game's not over and boring, if the team scores... Uh, if the visiting team doesn't score in the first inning and the home team scores a run inning over celebration walk-off so we created the best environment in baseball as a walk-off that can happen every inning what if batters never step out what if batters could steal first all right on a pass ball what if a fan could catch a foul ball for an out? we started asking these crazy ideas and we said you know what about showmanship thinking about pt barnum you know when they say extra innings in a baseball game it's like all right we just go play more baseball. Like that doesn't make it more exciting. Like, so we do a showdown and it started with just one-on-one pitcher versus hitter and no one on the field. And the pitcher had to strike out the hitter or the hitter had a home run, the ultimate showmanship. Now we had to add a fielder because it was too much lopsided in the favor of the hitter um, walks, walks are the most boring thing in baseball. Imagine that an athletic event. Now it's time for a walk. What, what sport has walk as part of the, the, the rules, So we turned it the opposite and said, let's have a sprint. So as soon as that fourth ball happens, the hitter runs right out of the batter's box. And the catcher has to throw the ball to every player in the field before it's live. So it turns into at least a double, maybe a triple, maybe a play at third. And it makes the walk one of the most exciting plays in baseball. We asked all these questions and started playing with our professional team. We did a one city world tour last year. Again, test small bets, a one city world tour. Went to Mobile, Alabama, sold 7,000 tickets and 98% of the crowd stayed to the end of the game. We played one more banana ball game this uh, summer. Boston Globe flew down. They wanted to cover it. We played a nine inning game in an hour and 48 minutes. That is exciting. And we're still learning. We're still testing, but that's what we're trying to do to make the best baseball sporting fan experience we can create.
0: Again, I'm not a baseball guy. I enjoy watching a good game, but your no walks rule, that, that really flips the script and makes the walk. Uh, an offensive weapon Uh, you know trying to stretch that you know sprint to a double or like you said a triple very 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 cool I I can't wait to see a Savannah Bananas game in person Um, for our listeners we are visiting with Jesse Cole who's the owner of the Savannah Bananas minor league baseball team best-selling author and also host of his own podcast we're gonna take a very quick break but we're gonna be right back please stay with us All right, we're back with our interview with Jesse Cold, owner of the Savannah Bananas minor league baseball team. Jesse, we've been asking our athletic directors this question and uh, I'm curious as to, um, you know, how you guys do things. Um, You know, these days, particularly, you know, right after the the Olympics, the idea of social emotional health, you know, really uh, got a boost with Simone Biles being so candid about some of the challenges that she faces as a world-class athlete. So my question is this, how do your coaches and your baseball manager and your assistant coaches, how do they navigate, you know, coaching, uh, you know, young men, since it's baseball, uh, coaching their athletes to, you know, be tough and and compete, while also being aware of and sensitive to these social emotional challenges that athletes of this generation are facing? Uh, Do you have any um, advice for us?
1: sure and very fortunate to have a, a head coach of our uh, team Tyler Gillum and you know when we ask all the guys we do exit interviews about their experience the number one thing they say is I love coach Gillum I love coach Gillum and 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 it's not just it's it's genuine love and and I think about that I think love is not talked about enough in sports and the way I want to bring this together is, if you truly love someone and have love for them, um, you feel open to have conversations that aren't just based on what happens on the field. You're open to having conversations in regards to anything on your on your mental health, on how you feel, um, and you feel like you got each other's back. And I think a lot of the coaches in the past have taken on the mentality that they're the boss. You know, we don't use the term boss. We don't even use the term manager. People don't want to be managed. People want to be led. People don't want to be a bot. They want, want to have a boss. They want to have a coach. There's a difference. And so the language really matters for our team. And every day I come into our ballpark, I see Coach Gillum having one on one close conversations with the guys. And I watched them at the last game when they won the championship, and guys were hugging Coach Gillum and they weren't letting go and the tears were flowing. And so I think that the reality is there's an expectation of what needs to happen. But, you know, it's so positive. We catch people doing things right, don't catch people doing things wrong. And so you're not told that you can't have these tough conversations or challenging conversations. And it's an environment where everyone feels empowered to speak up. That's the difference. And obviously what happened with the Olympics and speaking up was very important. But I wonder if she didn't feel comfortable to have that conversation before. And I think that we try to create an environment where everyone has a say and everyone feels open to talk.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think you've seen, you know, successful programs, successful organizations, you know, that culture exists, um, you know, from the, the top, whether it's a, a principal down through the AD through the coach or the business, you know, the president of that business and, and down through it. Really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Um, our final uh, question uh, we call the athletic director's toolbox, and it very easily could be the the leader's toolbox, and it's sponsored by athletic surveys. We want to give them a shout out. Uh, You're certainly uh, an experienced uh, now, uh, you know, baseball owner. Uh, You know your way around an organization, but right now I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new AD, or let's say a brand new coach, or a brand new owner on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Jesse Cole's athletic director or leadership toolbox?
1: (laughs) Oh, All right, here we go. This this will be good. Uh, (laughs) All right, I'm going to do three things that are a big part of my life. So the first thing will be an idea book. So every morning I write down 10 ideas to start the day. And I think if you want to have great creativity and great ideas, you need to work your idea muscle. Athletic directors know this. If you want to be in good shape, you got to work out every day. But how many people are working their idea muscle every day? And so everyone asks, how do you come up with so many ideas? Because every day I'm coming up with ideas. You want more great ideas? Come up with more ideas. It's as simple as that. Quantity leads to quality. So I have my notebook. Every morning I write down 10 ideas based on a different theme. Number two, I have a journal. And I think this is so important. Um, I write down wins. I write down vision. I write down anything that's on my mind. But if you want to make things happen, you got to write it down. And so the athletic director, you know, we can talk and we can share things, but start writing down that that brings clarity. There's a great book, write it down, make it happen. And it's helped me so much for five years. I've written down every morning and I also often write at night. And then the final thing changed my life. And this was in 2016. And so I tell I'd have the athletic director put a thank you letter or ideally a lot of thank you letters um in 2016 I started the thank you experiment and started writing one thank you letter a day and I before I started I I I bought 500 custom yellow thank you letters and I got them I got them in my office and I said I'm going to commit to this so I wrote down teachers coaches um, friends family members work colleagues authors anybody in my life that made an impact. And I had about 40 or 50 people. And I was like, "Whoa, I got to write down for 365. But after that first 30, 40, every day I started looking for people that made an impact on my life, where there was one simple conversation. And that now I've written over 3000 thank you letters. It has changed my life. Every day I wake up, I write a thank you letter. It's brought me closer to people. It's connected with people. And it's gave me an opportunity to see gratitude in everything, even when things are tough. So if you come up with ideas, you journal for clarity and you have gratitude and write thank you letters, I think that's a pretty good starting point.
0: Oh, wow. Those are all, every single one was a winner, but I, I love your, uh, your idea book, uh, you know, those 10 ideas. Great, yeah. great stuff. Jesse, um, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, pick your brain, find out more about uh, some of the things you do with uh, Savannah Bananas, what's the best way that they can uh, do this?
1: Sure, I'm easy to find. You search yellow tux, you'll find me. So I'm very easy to find. Uh, the Jesse Cole, I, I spend a lot of my time personally on LinkedIn. So I, I post, and as you know, I post on LinkedIn very, very regularly. Um, Span of bananas, we're easy to find. There are five, five million Google results uh, with videos and, and all that. So we're easy to find. And I remember when I was 25 years old, I read Mark Cuban's book. And I sent him an email that next morning, and he wrote back within two hours. So that really made a big impression on me. If Mark Cuban can write back to a 25-year-old kid, Um, then I will write back and respond. And so I'll help in any way, but I appreciate it.
0: Very cool. Jesse Cole, Savannah Bananas. Uh, Thanks so much for being on the podcast and all the best in the coming year.
1: Thanks, Jake. It's a pleasure.
0: For listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are being uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Jesse was on a very tight schedule and uh, we just powered through that interview without doing our normal uh, second commercial breaks. We're gonna put our uh, sponsorships in right now. So uh, please stick around for the next couple of minutes and listen to them. And more importantly, please reach out and contact our sponsors. They provide some great products, some great service, and um, really appreciate it if you can uh, uh, reach out to them and help them uh, help you. Do a better job as an AD. Here we go. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams and their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play from the club and youth levels up through high school and college and even professional teams are using Huddle. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and of course the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get to recruit your student athletes. You wanna learn more about Huddle And how your school can become a huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, huddle, we power sports. We also wanna thank Sideline Interactive. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action and find out exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. They're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen boards, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at com. That's sales at com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program a voice, and it helps demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has on them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. And we want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Learn more at hometownticketing.com and also check us out every other Wednesday for What's Up with UpChurch. Jessica Upchurch from Hometown Ticketing shares some tips for Hometown Ticketing users. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thanks for listening to the podcast so